Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. We have a better covenant upon better promises, and we have a better relationship with God. All these things we strive for and work for and hope for and pray for, we already have those things because Jesus gave it all to us. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Wednesday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I'm nearing the end of a series that I've been on for five weeks talking about the war is over. I have a book on this in English and in Spanish. I also have CDs, DVDs, and study guides. And Friday is going to be my last day to be teaching on this. I tell you, it has been powerful. This is the gospel. This is what the gospel is. You know, people use that term all of the time, and they'll apply it to a lot of things, but the gospel is specifically talking about the grace of God, the new covenant grace instead of the Old Testament law and performance and wrath. And there's a lot of people today that will sit there and preach the wrath of God and say, you're going to hell, and they'll say, that's the gospel. No, that's not the gospel. The gospel is specifically talking about the grace of God and how Jesus paid for all of our sins so that if we will just put faith in Him and accept it, we can have a relationship with God by grace. If you haven't heard this teaching that I've done, I hadn't got time to go back and summarize it, but I promise you this is something you need. Every person needs this. This is one of my favorite things. I encourage you to please get this teaching. It'll transform your life. If this does for you what it has done for me, it will totally revolutionize your understanding of God. So we've already talked about a lot of things. The last seven or eight days, I've been talking about the difference between the old covenant law, which released the wrath and the punishment of God, and it was based on your performance. If you did good, you got good. If you did bad, you got bad. And I've been contrasting that with the New Testament grace that is not based upon your performance. It's based upon Jesus' performance. You get in on His goodness, not your goodness. You just receive it as a gift. Romans chapter 6, verse 23 says, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. You can't earn a gift. It's a gift. You just have to receive it. Let me use these verses out of 1 John Chapter 2, and in verse 1, he says, My little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation, that means the atoning sacrifice, for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. You know, I haven't got time to put everything totally into its proper context, but I've been talking about the grace of God and how we receive things through what Jesus did, not through our performance. But this does not mean that I'm encouraging you to go sin any more than what John was saying right here. He was writing about all of these things, and he says, I'm saying these things so that you sin not. But if you do sin, you have already had a sacrifice made for your sins. Jesus Christ the righteous, who's the propitiation for our sins, and not only for ours, but for the sins of the whole world. Now, not everybody has accepted their salvation, and so if you don't accept Jesus as your personal Savior, then you will pay for your sin. But if you can accept it, Jesus has already paid for your sins. You don't have to say, Oh, God, come and forgive me of my sins. He's already forgiven you. 
Does that mean that you're forgiven? It means that it, the payment has been made, but you have to accept it. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 says, You are saved by grace through faith, and that not of yourselves. You are saved by grace. That's God's part. That's where He paid for all of the sins of the whole world, but faith is how you receive it. Romans chapter 5, verse 2 says, We have access into this grace through faith. God's grace is independent of you. It was done before you. It has nothing to do with you. God, by grace, sent Jesus, and He died for your sins and paid for all of your sins, past, present, and future. Your sins have been paid for. Your sins have been forgiven, but you have to access that through faith. You have to put faith in Jesus. You have to make Jesus your Lord. The payment's already been done. You don't have to ask Him, God, will you come and do it? No, He's already done it. It's not a matter of will God do His part. That's grace. The question is, will you put faith in what Jesus has done? Man, that is powerful. That is really awesome what I've said. You know, we've got people standing by at our phones. You don't have to wait till the end of this program. You could call today. There are people that... IF YOU JUST FINALLY UNDERSTOOD FOR THE FIRST TIME THAT, MAN, YOU MEAN JESUS DIED FOR ME AND MY SINS ARE FORGIVEN? I DON'T HAVE TO ASK HIM TO FORGIVE ME. IT'S ALREADY DONE. ALL I GOT TO DO IS PUT FAITH IN IT AND BELIEVE AND RECEIVE. IF YOU'VE NEVER UNDERSTOOD THAT, YOU COULD CALL. WE'VE GOT PEOPLE THAT WILL PRAY WITH YOU. YOU COULD BE BORN AGAIN RIGHT NOW. AND I'VE GOT A LITTLE BOOK ENTITLED THE NEW YOU SLASH HOLY SPIRIT. THE FIRST HALF OF THE BOOK IS ABOUT WHAT TRUE SALVATION IS AND HOW TO RECEIVE IT. SECOND HALF IS ALL ABOUT THE BAPTISM OF THE HOLY SPIRIT AND THE GIFT OF SPEAKING IN TONGUES AND THE OTHER GIFTS OF THE HOLY SPIRIT. AND I'LL GIVE THAT TO YOU AS A GIFT IF YOU ARE MAKING JESUS YOUR LORD FOR THE VERY FIRST TIME. SO WE'VE GOT THAT NUMBER ON YOUR SCREEN. YOU NEED TO CALL, AND YOU NEED TO MAKE SURE THAT YOU PUT FAITH IN WHAT JESUS HAS DONE FOR YOU. BUT LOOK AT THIS IN 1 JOHN CHAPTER 2, VERSE 3. IT SAYS, AND HEREBY WE DO KNOW THAT WE KNOW HIM IF WE KEEP HIS COMMANDMENTS. NOW, I BET YOU THAT EVERY PERSON WATCHING THIS PROGRAM SAYS, MAN, I WANT TO KNOW GOD. How, WHAT DO I HAVE TO DO TO KNOW GOD? AND THEY READ THIS AND THEY SAY, WELL, RIGHT HERE, WE DO KNOW THAT WE KNOW HIM IF WE KEEP HIS COMMANDMENTS. SO WHAT I'VE GOT TO DO, I'VE GOT TO KEEP THE COMMANDMENTS IN ORDER TO KNOW GOD. NO, THAT'S NOT WHAT THIS IS SAYING. THAT'S WHAT I CALL SPIRITUAL DYSLEXIA. YOU KNOW, dis, A DYSLEXIC PERSON IS A PERSON THAT SEES THINGS BACKWARDS. LIKE YOU CAN TAKE THE WORD GOD, G-O-D, BUT IF YOU SEE IT BACKWARDS, IT WOULD BE D-O-G. That's, THERE'S A DIFFERENCE BETWEEN GOD AND DOG, BUT A DYSLEXIC PERSON READS THINGS OPPOSITE. AND SAD TO SAY, THERE IS A SPIRITUAL condi CONDITION WHERE WE JUST SEE THINGS THE OPPOSITE OF WHAT THEY'RE REALLY SAYING. THIS CONDITION COMES THROUGH CLOSE CONTACT WITH RELIGION. IT'S CONTAGIOUS. AND YOU GET AROUND RELIGIOUS PEOPLE THAT HAVE BEEN LIVING UNDER THE LAW AND HAVE BEEN PREACHING THE LAW, AND THEY WILL NEARLY ALWAYS REVERSE THINGS AND SEE THINGS BACKWARDS. LOOK AT THIS AGAIN. VERSE 3, HEREBY WE DO KNOW THAT WE KNOW HIM IF WE KEEP HIS COMMANDMENTS. DYSLEXIC, SPIRITUAL DYSLEXIC PEOPLE SAY, WELL, THEN, knowing, then KEEPING THE COMMANDMENTS CAUSES US TO KNOW GOD. NO, IT'S EXACTLY OPPOSITE. HE'S SAYING, HERE'S HOW YOU KNOW IF YOU KNOW GOD, BECAUSE IF YOU TRULY KNOW HIM, YOU JUST WIND UP KEEPING THE COMMANDMENTS BETTER ACCIDENTALLY THAN YOU USED TO DO ON PURPOSE. THIS IS SAYING THAT YOU CAN TELL WHETHER THE GRACE OF GOD HAS REALLY COME INTO A PERSON'S LIFE 
BECAUSE IT WILL CAUSE A CHANGE IN THEIR ACTIONS. AS IT SAYS OVER IN TITUS CHAPTER 2, VERSE 11, IT SAYS, THE GRACE OF GOD THAT BRINGS SALVATION HATH APPEARED UNTO ALL MEN. AND THEN VERSE 12 SAYS, TEACHING US TO DENY UNGODLINESS AND WORLDLY LUSTS THAT WE SHOULD LIVE SOBERLY AND RIGHTEOUSLY IN THIS PRESENT GENERATION. THE GRACE OF GOD TEACHES YOU TO LIVE HOLY. IT DOESN'T SET YOU FREE TO SIN. IT SETS YOU FREE FROM SIN. THAT IS REALLY IMPORTANT WHAT I'M SAYING. SO WHAT THIS VERSE IS SAYING IS THAT HERE'S HOW YOU KNOW IF YOU ARE REALLY BORN AGAIN. IS THERE A CHANGE IN YOU? ARE YOU KEEPING HIS COMMANDMENTS? AND AGAIN, THIS ISN'T SAYING THAT YOU DO IT PERFECTLY, BECAUSE IF THAT'S WHAT THIS WAS SAYING, NOBODY, NOBODY WOULD BE BORN AGAIN. NOBODY WOULD BE CHANGED, BECAUSE NONE OF US DO THINGS PERFECTLY. EVEN THE APOSTLE PAUL, WHO WROTE HALF OF THE BOOKS IN THE NEW TESTAMENT, HE SAID IN PHILIPPIANS CHAPTER 3, I DO NOT COUNT MYSELF TO HAVE APPREHENDED YET, BUT THIS ONE THING I DO, I'M STILL PRESSING TOWARDS THE MARK FOR THE PRIZE OF THE HIGH CALLING OF GOD IN CHRIST JESUS. PAUL, THE ONE WHO WROTE HALF OF THE BOOKS OF THE NEW TESTAMENT, STILL WASN'T PERFECT. I'M NOT PERFECT. YOU AREN'T PERFECT. NOBODY'S PERFECT. THIS IS NOT SAYING THAT YOU HAVE TO KEEP THE COMMANDMENTS TO KNOW GOD, BUT IT'S SAYING THAT WHEN YOU TRULY KNOW GOD, IT CAUSES YOU TO KEEP THE COMMANDMENTS. THIS IS ONE OF THE WAYS THAT YOU CAN TELL THAT YOU'VE BEEN CHANGED. NOW, LET ME PUT THIS LITTLE PARENTHETICAL PHRASE IN THERE. I'VE USED THESE VERSES LAST WEEK, BUT THE LAW ACTUALLY MAKES SIN COME ALIVE. IF YOU TELL SOMEBODY, THOU SHALT NOT, SOMETHING ON THE INSIDE OF THEM JUST RISES UP AND SAYS, BLESS GOD, I SHALL. IT'S THAT OLD FALLEN NATURE THAT WE HAD. AND SO, IF YOU ARE TRULY BORN AGAIN, YOU MAY NOT BE LIVING A TOTALLY HOLY LIFE, BECAUSE IF YOU'RE UNDER THE LAW, THE LAW STRENGTHENS SIN. AND THERE ARE A LOT OF PEOPLE WHO ARE BORN AGAIN, AND THAT THEY HAVE CALLED ON THE NAME OF THE LORD. IF THEY WERE TO DIE RIGHT NOW, THEY WOULD GO DIRECTLY INTO THE PRESENCE OF GOD. BUT THEY HAVEN'T HEARD THE TRUTH. JESUS SAID, YOU SHALL KNOW THE TRUTH, AND THE TRUTH SHALL MAKE YOU FREE. AND THEY HAVEN'T HEARD THE TRUTH, SO THEY AREN'T FREE. SO THERE ARE CHRISTIANS WHO ARE LIVING IN SIN. BUT IF THEY ARE TRULY BORN AGAIN, THEY NOW FEEL MISERABLE ABOUT IT. THEY DON'T WANT THIS. WHEREAS BEFORE, BEFORE THEY GOT BORN AGAIN, THEY MAY HAVE BEEN LIVING IN ADULTERY. THEY MIGHT HAVE BEEN GETTING DRUNK AND GETTING HIGH ON DRUGS AND CURSING AND INTO PORNOGRAPHY OR INTO JUST ALL KINDS OF THINGS, AND THEY DIDN'T EVEN SEEM TO CARE. BUT WHEN YOU GET BORN AGAIN, YOU MAY STILL DO SOME OF THE SAME THINGS. YOU SHOULDN'T, BUT YOU MAY STILL DO IT. BUT ONE OF THE WAYS YOU CAN TELL THAT YOU ARE TRULY BORN AGAIN IS BECAUSE NOW YOU'RE MISERABLE. LOOK AT THIS PASSAGE OF SCRIPTURE OVER HERE IN 1 JOHN CHAPTER 3, VERSE 1. BEHOLD WHAT MANNER OF LOVE THE FATHER HATH BESTOWED UPON US THAT WE SHOULD BE CALLED THE SONS OF GOD. THEREFORE THE WORLD KNOWETH US NOT, BECAUSE IT KNEW HIM NOT. BELOVED, NOW ARE WE THE SONS OF GOD, AND IT DOTH NOT YET APPEAR WHAT WE SHALL BE, BUT WE KNOW THAT WHEN HE SHALL APPEAR, WE SHALL BE LIKE HIM, FOR WE SHALL SEE HIM AS HE IS. AND LOOK AT VERSE 3. AND EVERY MAN THAT HATH THIS HOPE IN HIM PURIFIETH HIMSELF, EVEN AS HE IS PURE. THIS SAYS EVERY MAN, EVERY MAN THAT HAS THIS HOPE OF SEEING JESUS, EVERY PERSON WHO'S TRULY BORN AGAIN PURIFIES HIMSELF EVEN AS HE IS PURE. NOW, YOU MAY BE DOING A POOR JOB OF IT BECAUSE YOU AREN'T BEING TAUGHT THE TRUTH AND YOU HAVE... YOU, you KNOW, THERE'S MULTIPLE REASONS THAT 
you know, Satan blinds people from understanding and getting the total freedom that they desire. But if you were born again, your desire is to live for God. Your desire is to purify yourself. If anybody would take what I've been saying and say, man, this is great news. I can just now go live in sin because I'm under a new covenant. It's not a performance-based covenant. I put faith in Jesus. I can go live in sin. If that's the way you're responding to what I'm saying, you ought to get born again. Your heart wasn't changed. When you truly are born again, you desire to live for God. And that's what that's saying. This is how you know that you're of God is because your heart has changed. You don't want to do things like that anymore. You know, I've actually witnessed to people before who had some hang-up, like they were on dope or they were drinking or, you know, whatever it is. They just had something and they knew that it was wrong, but they enjoyed doing it. And I've had them say, I just couldn't, I, I can't quit these things. I can't commit my life to the Lord because I just love doing whatever. And I've actually told people before, I said, look, just commit your life to the Lord. Receive Jesus as your Lord and you can do whatever you want to. And they think that that is me just endorsing that, hey, I can continue in drugs or in alcohol or whatever, but I'm, I'm tricking them is what I'm doing. Because if they truly commit their heart to the Lord, God will change their want to. God will change their heart. That's what these verses are saying. That one of the ways you know that you are truly born of God is that you want to keep His commandments. You start following God. I couldn't tell you the hundreds, maybe thousands of people that I've talked to that prior to being born again, they were, they cuss like a sail sailor. And when they get born again, all of a sudden, I can't say things like this. They just know. They just know it's different. I've had people before that were drunks that just got delivered. I've had people that were high on drugs that says this isn't the way to live. I remember this one friend of mine. It's a long story. I won't give you the whole thing, but she was just shacking up with a guy. They were living together, and she saw a Saturday Night Live program where they were doing a mock uh, so-called comedy of The Exorcist when that came out. This has been decades ago. And when she saw that, she saw that she was demon-possessed, just like this person that they were spoofing in the Saturday Night Live thing. And God used Saturday Night Live to reveal Himself to her, and she just fell down in front of the TV and cried out, and she got gloriously born again. And the next day, she woke up, and she looked over in the bed, and she was sleeping next to this guy that she wasn't married to. And she just, I mean, just boom, like that. She hadn't even thought about it before. She'd been living with him for years. But all of a sudden, when she got born again the next morning, I can't do this. I'm not married to this guy. And she just knew that she was different. See, that's what these verses are saying. Hereby we do know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. This is how you know that a change is taking place. Keeping His commandments doesn't cause you to know Him, but you knowing Him causes you to keep the commandments is what this is saying. In the next verse, He that saith, I know Him, and keepeth not His commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Again, this isn't saying that you're perfect because none of us are ever perfect, but this is saying that a person who says, oh yeah, I'm tight with God. We've got a great relationship. God and I are just like this, and yet you are living a sinful life. You're a liar. You do not know God. I'm not saying that to condemn you. I'm saying it to enlighten you so that you would quit just playing games 
and saying something that you don't possess, and you would truly turn your heart over to the Lord, and you'd be born again. And when you get born again, it changes you. And if it doesn't change you, now again, it can change you to varying degrees based on whether you're really hearing the truth or not. But I'm sharing the truth with you. And if you listen to this, if you've listened to this teaching, and if you are truly born again, this sets you free from sin, not free to sin. The grace of God does not encourage you to go live in sin, but it teaches you to deny ungodliness and worldly lust. In verse 5 it says, But whoso keepeth his word in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. If you look at this, the reason the book of 1 John was written, and I hadn't got time to go through this whole book, but John, this is one of the disciples of Jesus, the one who at the Last Supper put his head over on Jesus' chest that they were reclining around a table, and he, he was called the disciple whom Jesus loved. So this is one of Jesus' disciples. He's the only disciple that didn't die a martyr's death. They tried to kill him. Tradition has it that he was boiled in oil and survived that, and finally he was exiled to the Isle of Patmos, and he's the one that wrote the book of Revelation. But John was... Uh, I read a report about him that when he was a hundred years old, he was in Ephesus, and he got up and just spoke about the love of God. And he lived during the latter part of that first century, and after the gospel had changed just, you know, hundreds of thousands of people's lives, and the church was just growing like wildfire and touching people. There were people who began to raise up, and they called themselves Gnostics. The word Gnostic in Greek means knowing, and these Gnostics were people who claimed to have a superior knowledge than everybody else, and they claimed that living in sin and living in adultery and lying and stealing and murder, everything was okay, nothing mattered because of the grace of God. So that was a perversion of the true gospel, and, and you can see this in the book of Revelation when John wrote it. The Lord rebuked some of those seven pastors of the churches of Asia because they were allowing people to teach ungodly things, and he said that, you know, he was going to judge them if they didn't repent and stop these kind of things. And so this was happening in the first century church. Same thing is happening today. There are people that I've actually introduced to the grace of God. They were living under guilt and condemnation and serving God out of fear, not out of love. They heard about the grace of God through me, and now, according to their own thinking, they know more than me. They know more than the Word of God. Now they are all-knowing. They're modern-day Gnostics, and they are proclaiming that you can live in homosexuality, adultery, lying, stealing, anything. It doesn't matter because of the grace of God. AND JOHN IS WRITING TO COUNTER THIS STUFF, AND THAT'S THE REASON HE'S SAYING THESE THINGS. HERE'S HOW YOU CAN TELL WHETHER IT'S THE TRUE GRACE OF GOD IN A PERSON. IF IT IS TRULY THE GRACE OF GOD, THEY WILL PURIFY THEMSELVES. THEY WILL LIVE FOR GOD. IT DOESN'T MEAN THAT THEY'LL DO IT PERFECTLY. THERE IS ROOM FOR A PERSON MAKING A MISTAKE AND FALLING BACK INTO SIN AND HAVING WEAKNESS IN THEIR FLESH, BUT A PERSON WHO JUST ENCOURAGES SIN, AND IS LIVING IN SIN AND PROMOTING SIN AND CLAIMING THAT THEY ARE DOING IT BECAUSE OF THE GRACE OF GOD, THEY'RE DECEIVED. THEY ARE EITHER DECEIVED OR THEY ARE TRYING TO DECEIVE OTHER PEOPLE. BUT IT IS NOT GENUINE. IT IS NOT REAL. 
THIS IS HOW YOU TELL WHETHER YOU TRULY BEEN BORN AGAIN OR NOT, BECAUSE YOU ARE LIVING IN THE WORD OF GOD. YOU ARE KEEPING THE WORD OF GOD. IN VERSE 6, IT SAYS, HE THAT SAITH HE ABIDETH IN HIM OUGHT HIMSELF ALSO SO TO WALK EVEN AS HE WALKED. IN OTHER WORDS, IF YOU ARE TRULY SAYING THAT YOU'RE IN RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD, THEN IT SHOULD SHOW IN YOUR ACTIONS. A PERSON WHO IS CLAIMING ALL OF THESE THINGS, BUT THERE IS NO REFLECTION OF IT IN THEIR LIFE. THERE'S ONE OF TWO THINGS. EITHER THEY ARE A... Uh, THEY'RE DECEIVED, THEY AREN'T TRULY BORN AGAIN, AND THEY'RE JUST USING GRACE AS AN EXCUSE, OR THEY HAVE NOT HEARD THE REAL TRUTH. YOU KNOW, JESUS SAID, YOU SHALL KNOW THE TRUTH, AND THE TRUTH SHALL MAKE YOU FREE. AND IT'S ONLY THE TRUTH YOU KNOW THAT MAKES YOU FREE. AND I DO BELIEVE THAT THERE ARE CHRISTIANS TODAY WHO ARE STILL BOUND BY SINS OF THE FLESH BECAUSE THEY HAVEN'T HEARD THE TRUTH. THE GRACE OF GOD WILL ACTUALLY SET YOU FREE. LET ME READ THIS VERSE TO YOU OUT OF ROMANS, CHAPTER 6, AND IN VERSE 14, IT SAYS, FOR SIN SHALL NOT HAVE DOMINION OVER YOU, FOR YOU ARE NOT UNDER THE LAW, BUT UNDER GRACE. YOU KNOW WHAT BREAKS THE DOMINION OF SIN? NOT THE LAW, NOT PREACHING THAT YOU'VE GOT TO PERFORM IN ORDER TO RECEIVE FROM GOD. NO, IT IS THE GOODNESS OF GOD THAT LEADS MAN TO REPENTANCE. BUT WHAT SETS YOU FREE FROM SIN IS THE GRACE OF GOD. LAW WILL ACTUALLY MAKE SIN COME ALIVE ON THE INSIDE OF YOU. BUT IF YOU ARE TRULY UNDER THE GRACE OF GOD, THEN IT WILL BREAK SIN'S DOMINION OVER YOU. IT'S NOT AUTOMATIC AND IT'S NOT ALWAYS INSTANTANEOUS, BUT YOU WILL START CHANGING. IF YOU HAVE BEEN BOUND BY CERTAIN HABITS AND LUST AND DIFFERENT THINGS, YOU WILL SEE THE DOMINION OF THAT BROKEN OVER YOU AND YOU WILL START COMING OUT OF IT AND WALK IN FREEDOM. IF YOU ARE STILL BOUND BY ALL OF YOUR HABITS, BY ALL OF YOUR LUST, IF THERE IS NO CHANGE ON THE INSIDE OF YOU, WHETHER IT'S ON THE OUTSIDE OR NOT, BUT IF YOU HAVEN'T CHANGED ON THE INSIDE, IF YOU ARE STILL DESIRING AND CRAVING ALL OF THE DEMONIC STUFF THAT YOU WERE INTO BEFORE YOU SUPPOSEDLY GOT BORN AGAIN, THEN I WOULD DOUBT SERIOUSLY WHETHER YOU WERE TRULY BORN AGAIN. WHEN YOU GET BORN AGAIN, THAT'S WHAT THESE VERSES ARE SAYING. THIS IS HOW YOU CAN TELL THAT YOU REALLY HAVE A RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD IS BECAUSE IT'LL BE MANIFEST IN YOUR ACTIONS. AGAIN, NOT PERFECTLY. I'M NOT SAYING THAT YOU JUST NOW LIVE HOLY AND IF THERE'S ANY SIN IN YOUR LIFE, THEN YOU AREN'T TRULY BORN AGAIN. NO, BUT THERE SHOULD BE A CHANGE. SECOND CORINTHIANS, CHAPTER 5, VERSE 17, IF ANY MAN BE IN CHRIST, HE'S A NEW CREATURE. OLD THINGS ARE PASSED AWAY, ALL THINGS ARE BECOME NEW. NOW THAT CHANGE TAKES PLACE IN THE SPIRIT, BUT IT IMMEDIATELY BEGINS TO IMPACT YOUR MIND, YOUR EMOTIONS, AND YOUR ACTIONS. AND AS IT SAYS OVER HERE IN 1 JOHN CHAPTER 3, VERSE 3, EVERY MAN THAT HAS THIS HOPE IN HIM PURIFIES HIMSELF EVEN AS HE IS PURE. IF THERE IS NO DESIRE IN YOU TO LIVE A HOLY LIFE AND TO PLEASE GOD, WELL THEN, YOU KNOW WHAT, I DOUBT SERIOUSLY WHETHER YOU'RE BORN AGAIN. THERE'S A LOT OF PEOPLE TODAY WHO ARE PROFESSORS BUT NOT POSSESSORS OF SALVATION. THEY'VE SIGNED A CARD. THEY'VE WALKED DOWN FRONT. THEY CALL THEMSELVES A CHRISTIAN BECAUSE THEY WERE BORN IN QUOTE-UNQUOTE A CHRISTIAN NATION. BUT THE THING THAT MAKES YOU A CHRISTIAN IS WHETHER YOU'VE BEEN BORN AGAIN, WHETHER YOU'VE BEEN CHANGED ON THE INSIDE. AND IF YOU'RE CHANGED ON THE INSIDE, IT WILL BEGIN TO REFLECT AND MANIFEST ITSELF ON THE OUTSIDE. WELCOME TO THE AWM MINUTE, A SMALL GLIMPSE ON HOW YOUR PARTNERSHIP WITH ANDREW WOMACK MINISTRIES AND Caris BIBLE COLLEGE IS RAISING DISCIPLES AROUND THE WORLD. DISCIPLES LIKE TRAVIS ADAMS, WHO IS ABLE TO WALK AWAY FROM HIS HISTORY OF DRUG ABUSE AFTER DISCOVERING GOD'S GOODNESS THROUGH ANDREW'S GOSPEL TRUTH TELEVISION SHOW. I KNEW THAT GOD WAS, was SPEAKING TO ME THROUGH ANDREW, AND I LITERALLY 
fell off my couch onto my knees and while he was saying these things and just wept. And I felt the love of God and I was instantly set free. Even after becoming the victim of an attempted homicide, through Andrew's teachings, Travis continued to renew his mind in the Word, which led him to attend Karis Bible College. As partners with Andrew Womack Ministries, you are transforming the lives of people like Travis through the free teachings of God's love and grace. To check out Travis's full grace encounter, visit awmi.net. I'd like to invite you to come to our 2019 Men's Advance. I'm going to have back James Brown and Tony Dungy. And these guys are just awesome. They've been with me the last year or two, and we have had a wonderful time. This is also the first time we will have used our brand new auditorium for the Men's Advance. And guarantee you, the ministry of myself, James Brown, and Tony Dungy will be great. Remember, that's March the 14th through the 16th at the Sanctuary in Woodland Park. Thank you for joining us on today's broadcast of The Gospel Truth, and a very heartfelt thank you to all who sow into Andrew Womack Ministries. Your generosity supports the sharing of God's unconditional love and grace to His kids all over the globe. Because of you, people are getting free resources and their lives are being changed. You really are making a difference. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. Andrew's teaching titled, The War Is Over, is available in a CD album recorded live from a Gospel Truth seminar or in a DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. You can also get this teaching as a book or study guide in either English or Spanish. Or you can get the War Is Over package, which includes your choice of either the CD or DVD album, the book, and the study guide. This package has a catalog value of $85, but you can get it today for only $60. The individual audio CD highlighted in today's broadcast is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. Our helpline number is 719-635-1111. If the lines are busy, remember, you can order ministry materials or become a Grace Partner 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at awmi.net. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. We'd like to point out Andrew's upcoming speaking schedule. Mark your calendars to come meet Andrew at one of these events and let the Word of God transform your life. In the month of February, he'll be in Orlando and Oakland, Florida. In March, he'll be at the Sanctuary in Woodland Park, Colorado for the annual Karis Bible College Men's Advance with special guest Tony Dungy, NFL Hall of Fame and Super Bowl winning coach, and James Brown, Emmy Award-winning broadcaster on the CBS and NFL networks. Also at the Sanctuary in March, Andrew will be hosting the Army Conference for Ministers. And in April, Andrew will be back at the Sanctuary in Woodland Park for the annual Karis Bible College Campus Days, and also to host the new musical, David, the King of Jerusalem a story of the faithfulness of God's grace in spite of struggle and tragedy. For more details on Andrew's next meeting in your area, visit our website at awmi.net.
I'd like to encourage you to check out our inside story on our website. This is where we interview people behind the scenes. Go check it out at awmi.net and then check on the inside story. It'll be a blessing to you. Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I'd like to encourage you to check out our Gospel Truth TV. You've got well-known people on there like Kenneth Copeland, Creflo Dollar, Jesse Duplantis, Keith Moore, and it's a safe place to be. You are going to be blessed. So check it out. It's 24-7, gospeltruth.tv.